What's up, my little ones? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast with me, your host, as always, the PA Cowboy, the man with the plan, Kevin Little. As always, guys, before we get into the episode, make sure you go follow that Instagram and Facebook page at Kevin's Little Podcast. Shoot me a DM on either one and I'll try to answer it for you on the podcast. Make sure you become a full-fledged little one. Become a part of that little family by becoming a supporter for just 99 cents a month. That's it. We got UFC San Diego Cruz versus Vera coming up this weekend, guys. It's going to be a good one. Hell of a fight card. We're going to break all that down, get into the podcast parlay and all that. So without further ado, guys, let's jump into this episode. And we are back yet again, my little ones. We're back again, full-fledged ninjas in disguise, cowboys hiding out in eagle country. We doing it all out here, babies, all right? We doing it all out here. But like I said, we got uh, UFC San Diego coming up. Uh, we got NFL preseason going on tonight, last night. Um, we also got Kevin's podcast parlay that we got to get into last week's pod, uh, podcast parlay. Successful. All three fighters cashed out. And if you took the underdog, Muhammad Usman, who I told you to take at plus 225, you must have hit because he hit for me. Um, got it in the second round knockout, just like I said he would too. So if you if you actually predicted uh, that he would win and by knockout in the second round, then you must have won some nice cash. But either way, we're two and one with the podcast parlay. We are essentially nine and eight with all of all of the picks over the last few fight cards. So we're looking pretty decent, guys. We're looking pretty decent. We had that second card really do us some damage, but you know what? It's all right. We're going to get back into it. Hopefully this fight card, we're going to get most of them, if not all of them, correct. Obviously, we got, we, obviously we got Cheeto Vera and Cruz. We got Nate Lond Weir in the card. We got two, two, two chicks making their debuts facing off. We got the light heavyweights going down. We got we got it going on, baby. We got it all going on this fight card. So we're going to run down those. We're going to do the parlay odds and do all that. So let's start off with first fight of the night. Bruno Silva and Gerald. I always mess up his name, sorry. Gerald Mearshart. Both coming off losses, so, you know, one of these guys is going to be on a two-fight losing streak, which is never good. Um, But it also means that both these dudes are going to come out hungry. They're both going to be coming out wanting that win. Both want to get back on the winning streak uh, and, you know, get off that losing skid. Um, Because, you know, like they, like they say, two is a skid. So no one wants to go, no one wants to go back-to-back with losses. Both of these guys are going to come out hungry, looking for that win. Looking to be aggressive. 
uh Mirshar obviously has the more experience uh in this in this fight he's got the the longer record um his record hang on one second i can actually pull it up right here 34 and 15 compared to bruno's 22 and 7 so he's got you know twice as many losses as bruno but the fight the number of fights is there so he's obviously got more experience he's been in the game a little longer but bruno is significantly good at the one thing that Gerald has a hard time facing, and that's heavy-handed boxers that have fantastic takedown defense. Bruno Silva has a very good takedown defense and will keep this fight standing for the majority of the fight. Um, if Gerald does get him down, I don't see him being able to really do a whole bunch on the ground significantly to do you know like it, it could be one of those things where he's good enough to get him down every once in a while but not land a whole bunch of crazy shots not do a whole lot of damage not get a whole lot of submissions in there even though gerald he is a very dangerous submission artist um so if the fight does go to the ground and gerald is able to take advantage maybe get to get his back catch him in an arm bar Something like that. It, it could happen, but I, I am going to go with uh, Bruno Silva via decision on this one. Oh, hang on, my cards are all messed up and out of order here. Okay, so next fight. Next fight, we actually got the chick from the last fight. From the last card. But thing about her this time is this time she actually made weight she actually did make weight last time she was the one that missed it by like two and a half pounds um ariana lipsky and priscilla cochiera now lipsky was the one who missed weight right and she was deemed medically unfit to win the bout so i could not in all honesty go with her as my decision I had to go with Priscilla. Now that she has made weight, I do think that Priscilla is very dangerous. She's going to be doing a whole lot of moving, and she's going to be very hard to counter. Lipsky is a counter fighter. She likes to keep you at range. Um, she likes to work her defense. She does not like to get hit. She likes to evade and counter, and you know, and just make you miss and pop you with strikes. Now, when I was doing some digging into these fights, into these two ladies, just to see, you know, the styles and how they fight and stuff like that, I came across some stats that one stat in particular really just kind of caught my eye. And I was like, wow, this, this, this is kind of telling for how this fight is going to play out. Strikes absorbed per minute. Meaning, obviously, within each minute of a five-minute round, how many times do you get hit? On average. Now, Lipsky, she only gets hit about, or she only absorbs about 3.9 strikes per minute, whereas Priscilla absorbs 7.91 strikes per minute. Now, I know for some of you that might be like, well, okay, what does that mean? Well, essentially, what that means is, like I said before, Lipsky 
likes to evade and counter. She likes to keep you at her range, you know, pick you apart with the jabs, uh, you know, set you up with feints. And then when you come in for an attack, you come in with them big swinging hooks. You come in trying to take her head off. She just takes a step back sideways, you know, ducks her head and then boom, pops you with a nice good hook or jab or whatever need be. So that's what's going to be you. That's what she's going to be looking to do all night. She's going to just be looking to evade and counter. But Priscilla, she has absolutely no problem with standing in your face and just brawling it out. She has a tough, tough chin. So there, um, I don't see Priscilla being knocked out. Because I don't think Lipsky's got the, 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 the power and the aggressiveness to do so. But that being said, I think Lipsky will be the one at the advantage. She's got the reach. She's got the height. And with her style of fighting, being able to just keep you at bay and then pick you apart with her other, with her other tools, that's dangerous for Priscilla because Priscilla is just going to keep walking her down. Um, is just going to keep trying to walk her down you know, hands up, flat-footed, walking right towards you and absorbing a lot of strikes while probably not being able to land of a lot of her own. Now, if Priscilla can find her range, can get inside and force her up against the fence, maybe work her into some clinch positions, she could have an easy night at the office and could probably knock Lipsky out. But if, I, if, I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I could easily see this one going to Lipsky via decision because I could just see her sticking, you know, sticking to her game plan. Keep her at bay, pick her apart, and win the rounds. Keep the defense, be all offense, and just do what you need to do to win the fight. So I, I'm going I'm to have to go Lipsky via decision. If she wouldn't have made weight the last time, or if she wouldn't have made weight again this time, I, I just can't root for you. But you know what? You made it this time, so I'll give you credit, girl. I'll give you credit, girl. Either way, moving on to the next fight of the night, we go to the light heavyweight division for Derek Clark versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Oh yeah, baby, we going to Russia. We're going to Russia, where Zemet slams you. Sorry, that was that was really really bad. Hang on, where's where's? Oh, that's not it even. Come on. There we go. Actually, I deserve two. For this one, <laughs> um, guys, there's not much I can really say about this fight. There really is not much that I can say about this fight. Azamat is coming off 11-0 and undefeated. I watched his last fight, his uh, fight on Dana White's contender series that got him his UFC contract. And he looked good, man. He looked technical. He looked very uh, accurate with his strikes. And he knocked out Homeboy at the very end of the round. And just with one punch, the, well, I should say one punch. He hit him with a nice jab. It shot him up against the, uh, it shot him up against the cage. And as he bounced off the cage, he just threw a big hook. And it caught him right in the chin, just dropped him. He came over, gave him another good shot, and then Herb Dean stopped it. Uh, so 
he's got the knockout power, sure. But what I'm going to say about Devin Clark, his opponent, this is what bothers me about him. Now, if I went back and looked at his fight history throughout his UFC career, because he's been around for a while now. He's no, he's no rookie. Okay? But the inconsistency with his fighting is crazy because he's losing to good fighters and beating bad fighters. So he's basically pretty average. He, you know, he lost to, to guys I could barely name, but he was losing to guys like Jan Blahovich, Alexander Rakic, Anthony Smith, you know, uh, so he wasn't able to beat those top tier, top 10 guys, but maybe, you know, 15 and under, you know, probably is, is somewhere around his range. So could he beat Azamat? Sure, but... I don't, I don't, I'm going to have to go with Azamat on this one. I, I think he's a pretty heavy favorite, and I, I could see why. So I'm going to go. I think Devin will, will keep it interesting just because, you know, he has faced so many good fighters throughout his career, and he does have some wins under his belt. Um, That I think he'll keep it interesting. But I, I do think Azamat will get the finish round three. As we move on up in this fight card, we move down in weight class, way down, way, way, way down to the women's straw weight division. This is the battle of the Yasmins. We got Yasmin Uruguay and Yasmin Lucindo. Uruguay is an undefeated combate global champion with a professional record of 8-0. Now, Uruguay came onto the scene, got like six knockouts right away, was looking crazy, and she started her professional fight career in 2018 when she turned 19 years old. And she earned a pretty quick trip to the UFC with just eight wins because of how fast she was finishing folks. She was finishing chicks. Five out of her eight finishes came in the way of the first round. So it shows you how good of a, of, a, of a striker she is and how good of a finisher she is. She does not want to leave it in the hands of the judges. She shows a pure, like, old-school Mexican boxing style. So I, I think you're going to see a whole lot of phenomenal striking. You're going to see some real KO power. Um, she even had a fight end in 13 seconds, so some real Conor McGregor style fashion shit right over there. But her opponent Yasmin is no slouch either. Um, she comes into this thing with her own record of 13 and four. When she first started her kickboxing career, she went four and zero, and then when she went to, uh, you know, that's when she switched over to to MMA. You know, she figured, yeah, I'm good enough for kickboxing. I'm good enough for MMA. Went 13 and four, got offered that UFC contract. Here we are. Um, this is both their fighters' debut, so I think you know. Could the could the big show lights get to them? Get a little in their head and you know make them a little nervous? Sure, I think so. But with uh with your guy being a former combate champion, you know it, it kind of makes me feel like she's not 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 ready, but she might have a little bit more confidence in herself. Than Lucindo does. 
just because of the fact that she's had a belt around her waist before. She knows what it feels like to 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 win in a good organization and, you know, and be that level. Um when I was looking up these two chicks just to, you know, like I said, get some information on them. I found out that Yasmin Lucindo started her fight career a few years ago because of wanting to overcome the domestic violence she'd witnessed as a child. She would witness her dad being very abusive to her to uh, her mother, you know, putting his hands on her, throwing her, doing stuff like that to her, and it really had a traumatic effect on her as a child. She she started seeing that stuff as early as like I think around, I think it's I think she said around twelve was when she started really seeing it, and that to a kid to be to for a young child to see that kind of violence especially when it's their parents, is a terrible, terrible thing. And it can do have a lot of long-term effects as far as their development and all that other stuff. So I, I think Lucindo mentally is in, a, is in a better spot, obviously, now because of how far she's come. And I think that having that having that kind of childhood to grow up with it it it, it forces you to be, to 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 grow up and be tough. You know what I mean? It forces you to be tough. So I feel like Lucindo is going to have the you know the the toughness and the mental fortitude to withstand Yasmin and her championship experience. Um, Lucindo is the younger fighter only by two years, but she is the more experienced fighter um, with more fights under her belt. So, it's a Mexico of the... Yeah, it, it, it's a... What? <laughs> it's a battle of the Yasmins. A battle of Mexico versus Brazil is what I meant to say. But yes. I am, I am gonna go Uruguay on this one. Um, as much as I want to root for Lucindo, I, that that knockout power and that, like I said, that championship fight that she was in could play into her favor um, and lead to a, t- a second round TKO for Yasmin Uruguay. All right, co-main event of the evening. Co-main event of the evening. Nate Landwehr and David Onama. Um, Nate, I've I've seen Nate's fights since the begin since he started his UFC career. Uh, he's only had about four fights now, but it's been a little up and down, pretty rocky. It's been win loss, win loss for him. Um, but dude, he's a tough, tough motherfucker, man. Uh, chin like a bull, does not go down easy. You know, you've you've got to put his pilot light out if you want him to stop coming forward. He he just is relentless. It can be done. Hasn't been. Uh, yes, it has been. Can it again? 
Sure. Do I think it will? I do, actually, yes. Um, he's going up against David Onama. David Onama is 2-0 and in the UFC so far, unlike his opponent, Nate, who is 2-2 and in the UFC so far. Um, and the reason that I say, yes, I said he's a tough guy, granite, chin, you know, hard to put down, but I do think Onama has what it takes to put him down because... Out of his two wins, they have both come by way of stoppage, KO, and submission. Now, that shows to me that, sure, not only can he knock you out, but he can also choke you the fuck out. So, he can end the fight more ways than Nate can. Nate doesn't have a very good ground game, nor do I think he can do submissions. So, uh, I'm going to have to go with David Onama, who my phone when I was trying to write my notes earlier today, kept changing it to Obama. So I was like, it kept saying David Obama. I'm like, no, it's not Nate Landwehr versus David Obama. That's not the fight. But regardless, I am going to go with David Onama via third round knockout. I think it's going to be a back and forth war. I think it's going to be a fist flying, chin knocking, skull cracking co-main event. Um, that will go almost the distance. Almost. All right. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for the moment you've all been waiting for. Marlon Chito Vera versus Dominic Cruz. This one is going to be a super interesting main event. Obviously, this is going to be fight of the night right here. You got former champion Dominic Cruz against the hungry rising prospect in Marlon Chito Vera. Now, obviously, we saw what Marlon Chito Vera could do against young guns like O'Malley. We've also seen what he could do against veterans like Frankie Edgar when he front-kicked Frankie Edgar's nose off his face. Vera is going to be the aggressor. He is going to be hungry for that title shot. Uh, And with a win over the former champion, he just might get it. Vera is a savage, and he will fight anybody. He will not turn down a contract. You know, you offer him somebody, he's going to say yes. He doesn't care because he believes that if he does that, it's only going to get him to a title faster because saying no to somebody and picking somebody who you feel you have a a better advantage over somebody else doesn't look good to the matchmakers, doesn't look good to Dana White. Um, They want guys that will fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, on short notice, on training camp, no matter what. And that is the kind of guy that Cheeto Vera is. Um, I think if you'd have called him last week and been like, hey, you know, uh, somebody put out of the fight against Dominic Cruz, can you step in on short notice in, in two weeks and save this fight card? He'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. Let's run that shit right now. Um, so it, it is going to be a very, very interesting uh, fight. They both are on win streaks. Vera on a four-fight win streak. Cruz on a two-fight win streak. Uh, Cruz is surprisingly looking very impressive on his way back to a title, man. I mean, I didn't think he would have this kind of resurgence this late in his career. I thought he was kind of done. Um, 
but man, he's coming back strong. He's coming back impressive. He's looking good. He's looking fast. He's looking accurate. Um, now he took down that prospect Casey Kennedy. I, 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 I wasn't a big fan of him to begin with, so I didn't really think he was anything that special. But credit to Cruz, man. He's a he's a he's a dog. He's vicious. He's technical. He's unorthodox. He can hit you with multiple strikes. He's got so many tools in his arsenal. Um, he's just got so many tricks at his disposal that he could whip out at any time. From he can fight from both stances. He can he can fight both stances. He's just. He he's a hard guy to fight, but Cheeto Vera is also super super technical, very accurate, precise. Has a lot of power behind his hands, and is a and is super super fast. So I think this fight is going to be an all out war. Like I said, and just in the just like the co-main, I think this one's going to be back and forth throughout. Um, but I think for the most part, Cheeto is going to handle him. Uh, and not make easy work of him, but it, it, it the rounds that he wins is gonna look dominant, and you're gonna be winning. Like, when is this? When is it gonna? You know, when's the finish coming? But that's how a lot of Cruz's fights look. You always think, oh, here comes Cruz is gonna get finished. He's hurt. He's bleeding, and then he battles back, and you know, ends up winning a split decision. So, like I said, don't don't blink during the main event. You will not want to miss this one. Cruz versus Vera, UFC San Diego. It is going down. I'm loving that echo button today. I don't know why. I feel like I'm Bruce Buffer when I use it. I feel like I'm Brucey. I should wear a dapper suit, come in here one day and just be like, Welcome, my little ones, to the favorite podcast of all the PA. The greatest sports podcast you will ever hear. With your host, the magnificent, the handsome, the ever so kind and caring, Kevin. Telling you, I should do it. But back to back back to this. I am going to go to Tito Vera with the fourth round TKO. Um. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a night of finishes. It is gonna be a night of finishes. Um, I think other than the first two fights, this should all be finishes, TKOs or KOs. Um, I don't really see most of these most of these guys taking any of the fights to the ground. Like I said, uh, obviously the um, Mirshar probably will in the in the opener. Um. Maybe Priscilla will against Lipsky just because, you know, she might might want to drag her to the ground and not let her use her range. Mm. Onama could get Nate to the ground and not want to swing and make it a boxing match. You know, maybe he might want to be like, look, I'm not trying to stand and bang with this guy for the next three rounds and try to take each other's head off. Like, let me just try to drag him to the to the ground and sub him. So, you know, maybe that could. But overall, I mean, I, it's. It, it could be a it could be a night of four finishes, two decisions. I'm happy with that. If two fights start off the night go to decision, and the rest of the fights the whole night go to don't go past the fourth or third round, shit, I'm happy with that. I'm totally happy with that. But without further guys, but without further ado, guys, let's get into Kevin's podcast parlay. 
That's right, guys. Kevin's podcast parlay is back with a 2-1 record. Let's get into these picks, shall we? Coming in at number three with a minus 325 favorite, O'Day Osborne on the prelims. He will be the second fight of the prelims early on in the night. Expect him to get the job done. Expect him to get the finish. Minus 325 favorites. One of the heaviest favorites of the night. Coming in at number two with a minus 285 fade. We got Bruno Silva kicking off the main card. Headliner of the main card, Bruno Silva, Gerard Nishart. Still going to fuck up his name every time I say it. It sounded like I mumbled it. Gerard Nishart. I'm taking Bruno Silva, minus 285, Ode Osborne, minus 325, and finally at number one. Same as last week, 50% of the co uh, or of the main event. Marlin. The Cheeto. Vera at minus 240. Total odds plus 155. We got Ode Osborne, Bruno Silva, and Marlon Chitovera for Kevin's podcast parlay. That is right. Now, obviously, we are two and one with the podcast parlays. Got the first one, bing. Second one, eh eh. Second, third one, bing. Fourth one, about to be bing. Yes, so if you take Vera, Bruno, and Ode, all favorites, you will get a plus 154 odds. That is as of Friday night when I'm recording this on DraftKings. I do love me some DraftKings. Been using it for a while now. I'm not a sponsor. Trying to get them to sponsor me. Would love to get a sponsor from DraftKings. Um, I mean, hell, I'm starting my own podcast parlay. So, you mean, I might as well give me my own damn promo code. Promo code little ones or promo code lil one. That'd be that would be perfect. That'd be that would be it. Or pro, promo code KDL. Promo code KPP. I don't know, something. But either way, you guys. That is it. That's the fight card coming up tonight. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um Don't really got much else to say. That was it. That was the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you have fun watching the fights. Uh, We will be back. We will be back Tuesday with another episode. We will be talking some NFL preseason. Um, My Cowboys play on Saturday against the Denver Broncos. You did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, Damn straight, how about them Cowboys? So, you you know, hopefully we're going to get them win against the Broncos on Saturday. It's the preseason, so it really don't matter. No starters playing, no Russell Wilson, no Dak Prescott. But, hey, man, I'm I'm just happy to have football back, man. I am just happy to have football back in my life. It's all I need, man. It's all I need in my life is some football. I got my, my wife. 
my child, my dog, and now Vapo. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Man. I can't wait. Cannot wait for it. But, like I said, guys, that, that is going to do it for me. That is going to do it for the PA Cowboy. The man in blue with the glasses and the Dallas hat. The boy with the star on his chest. Representing America's team in the UFC. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go follow that Facebook page. Go follow that Instagram page. Send me them DMs. Become a supporter. Like, rate, share, subscribe. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts from. Also, recently been checking it out. Seeing that I got some new fans out in Canada. Isle of Man. Didn't even know where the Isle of Man was until I seen that y'all got some followers out there. So I appreciate the love. Appreciate the follows. Appreciate the support. Thanks for everything. I will see y'all in the next episode. Peace.